It is Wednesday, the 18th day of January 2023, and I need to start the show uh, by providing some fair warning to all two of my listeners, so both of you listen up. Today, my darling wife had to travel to what's been called the Forbidden Realm, or Lower Uncton, or Mordor. That's the North Shore of Boston. Yeah, it's bleak, but they have far better food options than us civilized folk down here on the South Shore. Or, not so much the South Shore, but just south of the city. Which is a food desert. Not in the actual term, which is rather shitty for you know places on uh, in this country that don't have access to uh, affordable food options. Think about that. Think about that. That's legit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, takeout food around here fucking blows. It's all crap. Literally, it's all crap. So, uh, Jen had to travel up to the North Shore today, and she decided that she was going to make a stop and pick up dinner at Kowloon. That's fucking right. Kowloon. It's funny how it is the best Chinese food probably anywhere in the country. Everyone knows uh, that it's a fact. If you've never been and you're the type of person that, you know, has to eat to survive, uh, you don't know what you're missing. It is simply amazing. It's just really, really good Chinese-American food. Is that what, is that how would we term, like, is it Chinese-American or American-Chinese? might be American-Chinese food prepared by Chinese-Americans. Huh. Interesting. It's a uh, a regional landmark. It is eventually going to be uh, downsized, which is a fucking shame, because the building is is it's like mecca. When you're driving on Route One and you see it, you're like, And then if you're a professional wrestler, forget about it. You've spent tons of time at the Kowloon. Uh, so anyways, you're likely to hear all kinds of gross noises coming through the mic at any time throughout the show. So this is a preemptive apology. You see, I'm a nice guy. Uh, this week I'm talking about Mexico, people in Mexico, people in Mexico who aren't Mexican, food in Mexico that isn't Mexican, the Cohasset killer, Brandy Carlisle, and all sorts of other people and things. It's a jam-packed show. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be thoroughly unentertained. That's all right here, right now, on episode number 146 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet, with a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. Continuing odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe.
Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Oh, man. Hey, uh, what's up? He's <laughs> had a bit of a coughing fit. Whew. Man. Uh, how are you? Good? Everything's okay? You're fine? I'm well, mostly fine. Not really, but, you know, I'm good enough. Um, yeah. So, yeah, last week, no show. I was uh, in Mexico. I'm suddenly a, a globetrotter, if you will. Sands basketball. My wife and I had booked this uh, vacation out to Mexico. Well, we booked it. Sometime last summer, I think, or maybe the beginning of the fall. I don't recall. Um, but we went to Cancun. Cancun, Mexico. To a resort. It was very cheap. And I think... I think that really probably should have been the first uh, indication that it was going to be... I don't want to say it was a bad time, because it wasn't. It had a, it had a, a good time. Um, you know, it was nice to just kind of relax. I just think it was probably two days too long. The resort left a lot to be desired. Uh, the pools were nice. The beach was actually very nice. Uh, the drinks were terrible. The staff was amazing. The food was awful. But I think overall, uh, my wife and I have aged out of Cancun and Cancun-like places. And listen, this will come uh, as a bit of a shock to you folks, but I tend to get annoyed rather easily. And I, I did my best to sort of take most of it in stride when one of the things that we didn't, we didn't think of, actually, there are a couple things we didn't think of. One... You know, it's still, I think, technically, like, winter break for a lot of college kids. And definitely winter break for some, like, European college folk or university folk. Um, it was, you know, the end of our week last week was going to be uh, going into a long weekend the following week with MLK's birthday on, on Monday. So we saw an influx of these heathens show up on Thursday. Um, so, you know, it just, it ended up being a little much, the, the funny, the funny, I don't want to say the funniest, but one of the funny parts was when we checked in, like the guy's like, oh, you're on the second floor. We're like, fuck, second floor. What the fuck is this shit? We don't want to be on the second floor. Like, can you, can you put us a little higher? Oh, sure. So he puts us on the third floor. Oh, thanks. And he, and then he says with a straight face. Oh, you'll have a great view. All right, that's all right. Whatever. We get up to the room and we open the uh, the uh, door to the balcony. Big balcony. It was, it was nice, but it overlooked the main pool. So you know, it was not that not that we'd be hanging out there during the day because we wouldn't. But it was you know, it's just the central hub of activity. Basically, was going to be. 
uh, right below us. But hey, great view. And it really was a nice view. What can you say? But, you know, as with most resorts, they water down the fuck out of your drinks. But this was the most egregious watered-down alcohol I've ever had. I mean, you could literally see in the bottle of Captain Morgan that it was not rum-colored. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't spiced rum-colored. Uh, this looked like, you know, uh, Werther's original colored. It was very light. And so, you know, for a, a bloke like myself who's drinking gin, who, you know, he's just... You can ask for the specific gin. Oh, yeah, I'll take the Bombay. Well, the Bombay is half water, half gin. The rot gut garbage uh, is all gin. But I wasn't drinking that crap. So I managed to ingest way too much sugar from some of these drinks and just all kinds of bad food. The thing that... The other thing that got me is we we stayed at the same we stayed at a Ryu resort in Cancun. We had stayed at a Ryu resort uh in Nassau last year or 2021 or 2020 I can't remember, 2022. Yeah. Um and it was fantastic. It was a much smaller resort, but the food was awesome. Like literally every day. We didn't even bother with the restaurants. We just ate at the buffet every day cuz it was terrific. They changed it up. They gave us different things. Everything tasted good. This dump? No fucking way. I mean, by the last day, I was... I was struggling to eat. And as somebody who is a fat person, you know it. that's a struggle. It was just terrible. It really was. We got to the airport when we were leaving, and there was a, uh, a Guy Fieri's, and we both fucking tore into these giant burgers because it was like... We just needed something that wasn't uh, the same buffet shit every day for three meals. The last couple of days we skipped lunch because we're like, I, I can't even eat it. <laughs> it's just that boring and not good. But fucking hell, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's just. And then we spent the whole week like, all right, plotting out where we need to go. To avoid, <laughs> to avoid all these kids, um, to avoid, you know, I don't know what else. Just nonsense, I guess, is the best way to put it. We just needed something a tad better with less. Uh, we didn't, we, <laughs> we don't need to go to a place that has a discotheque. Let's put it that way. If there is an on-site discotheque, not for us. I think that's the, that's going to be the next rule. Do you have an on-site discotheque? And if you do, we're not staying there. Easily, though, the most entertaining part were, were the people. Um, met some very interesting characters. We met this one kid from Germany the first night who was an absolutely fascinating character. Uh, legit soccer hooligan. I mean, legit, this kid was, <laughs> it was interesting because I've never met, you know, like a proper European hooligan. 
And you would never know it by the look of this kid, but then the more you think about it, okay, that's kind of part of the deal. But it was very interesting. Smart kid, uh, spoke very good English. Uh, so that made for an interesting star. Then we met a couple of people from Maine, including a dude who probably had three teeth. It's like, buddy, you're just perpetuating the stereotype of Maine. We also saw way too many mustaches on young people. Like, in the 70s, they were weird, but accepted. They were mainstream. In 2023, they're creepy and dumb. Because every fucking young dude with a mustache looks like Rabbit from... Not Rabbit. Ah, uh, oh fuck. Who's the other dude? Not Ramathorn, but the other guy with, with the mustache. Fuck. Rabbit did not have a mustache. Fuck, I can't remember the other guy's name. But they all look like the other guy. <laughs> oh, man. And as always with uh, these excursions, these vacations, <clears throat> um, bad tattoos. I learned that in Europe, they have banned colored tattoos. Apparently something to do with the chemical in the coloring. Isn't that interesting? I had no idea. Yeah. I learned that from my uh, German soccer hooligan pal. Klaus was his name. Klaus. Yeah, man. Uh, bad tattoos, back tattoos. I saw a lady who was walking with a cane. Young young woman said she had balance issues, uh, but she had angel wings tattooed to her back. Isn't it ironic? Well, I think. Anyways, so I mean, that's more or less the... The backstory on Cancun. I didn't really, I didn't prepare anything for that just because, uh, you know, I'm lazy, more or less. Uh, and suddenly I have a headache. It's probably from the Chinese food in the coughing fit. And now I've just remembered I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Oof. Hmm. Now that's that's gonna go over like a fucking lead balloon, eh? <laughs> All right, I lied. It's actually not <clears throat> not not the end of uh, Mexico talk. I need to talk about the uh, the flight home. Here is both a complaint and an observation, and this is a a public service announcement. If you're about to fly JetBlue and you see that the plane you're going to fly on is named Baby Blue, don't get on the plane. This thing was a hellacious rust bucket. I've never been on a plane that fucking shook and made more random noises in my life. It felt old. It looked old. There's no reason for this thing to be flying. None. Other than flat, pure, unadulterated greed. So, baby blue. That thing needs to be taken out of service pronto. We had an issue with, uh, there was a, our flight back got delayed. 
whatever. It is what it is. It sucks, but whatever. But then it just kept... There were no updates, right? And they... This was a new a new adventure for me. Never had seen this happen before. The airport in Cancun is actually quite nice. I was uh I was thrilled. Terminal 4, the international terminal, term, terminal uh where we were flying out of, that's where the uh, the Guy Fieri's was and there's a Wolfgang Puck kitchen. I mean it's it's chock full of shit that fat Americans are going to love. So that's probably why I enjoyed it. But as this thing is delayed, we're sitting at the gate, and it it is uh, also being used by Frontier, which is the Feng Hua of the sky. One of many Feng Hua's of the sky, right after Southwest and Spirit, and probably some others. Ryanair. I bought a ticket to fly Ryanair in July. Not looking forward to that. That is probably going to be a disaster, but we'll see. Anyways, Uh, so as our flight's delayed, we're we're just kind of hanging out and waiting. Well, next thing you know, the people that are working for JetBlue sort of scurry off. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck's going on? I'm having Jen check the app just to see if our gate got moved. Because my guess was that they were going to move us. Sure enough, they did. They moved us down to something called Gate 67A. I've never been to a gate with a letter in it. This was a new experience for me. And so we're following the signs down to, we, we take an escalator down to like a, a lower level of Terminal 4. And apparently it's like the back of Terminal 4. And there is not just 67A, but it's 67A through F. And they're all like temporary gates. That's right. Temporary. As in, you know, they're they're using like folding tables uh, to randomly check bags, which I thought was weird. But then I'm like, all right, well, there's no way they can get a plane here. So how are they going to get us over? Oh, they're going to put us on a bus. So they went through the, the you know, the, the normal standard boarding process where group A, group B and all that shit. And you got on the bus. It's like, okay, what the fuck was the point of that? Because now everyone's getting on the bus in random places. Who do you think the first two people on the plane were? Yeah, me and Jen. Because the door opened on this bus and the fucking walkway was right there. Like, okay. It was very strange. Even more strange, though, that apparently there was a... uh, a music festival <laughs> the same weekend. Uh, the Brandy Carlisle uh, led Girls Just Wanna Weekend, number four. Apparently this is the fourth edition of the Girls Just Wanna Music Festival. Featuring Brandy Carlisle, Marin Morris, Sarah Bareilles, Winona, and a bunch of other crap I've never heard of. Let's just say it was a very interesting crowd of folk that got on the plane. It was very, it was very interesting. They all have, you know, 
I don't want to say terrible taste in music because there could be far worse, really. But, you know, the look of all these people was is, you know, very similar. I'm guessing the lifestyle choices of, of all of them were also very similar. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was just sort of taken by surprise that as we're sitting here in Cancun, all of a sudden uh, we're being overrun by Brandy Carlisle fans. Oof, what? It was it was just kind of strange, that's all. That's really all I can say. There really, really isn't much more to it than that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I'm telling you, I told you I was ill-prepared. I really thought that this would be a better show, but I just kind of feel like shit. I feel like crap, and it's probably because of the Chinese food. The best Chinese food in the country. It's it's delicious. It tastes great. It'll make you feel like crap 20 minutes later. <laughs> oh, boy, that's bad. Um, How about that story about the meth pigeon? Did you see that? The carrier pigeon that tried to uh, smuggle meth into the prison yard in somewhere in some prison in Canada. That poor pigeon being used like that. I don't really have much more than I just wrote down meth pigeon in my uh, show sheet. Uh, yep. Excuse me. Terribly sorry. Meth pigeon. It was interesting. You should Google it. Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what else? Boston Calling. I'll get into this a bit more uh, on next week's episode, as I'm hoping to have uh, the Quiet Violent on next week. Fingers crossed. We'll see if that happens. But um, that's going to come up in conversation uh, as... Uh, apparently, Bob wants to complain about Boston, about the Boston music scene, which makes me very happy. Uh, because, quite frankly, I know nothing about it, and I want to hear more. I want to hear the complaints. Boston music scene. Because I'm sure there's many. And I've heard complaints about it for a number of years. If you at all follow Robbie Roadsteamer and Rob Patillo, same guy, uh, he's been talking about it for years. And it's very interesting. So I'm, I'm curious how that sounds from a um a different point of view but boston calling it's like i know you know eight acts out of the 70 or so that are you know throughout the course of the weekend so you know some more than others obviously the food fighters that's very interesting and very curious to see how that plays out my guess is that josh freeze from queens of the stone age uh plays drums for them because queens of the stone age is playing on the sunday Whereas the Foo is playing on Friday. So that is my uneducated guess. Not uneducated, but it's it's a guess is what it is. So I didn't get like super excited because look, I'm not going to fucking pay an ungodly sum of money. And when I say ungodly, it's probably only you know, 150, 200 bucks to go to one of these days. 
to like sit around and wait for like the last two bands of the day. If Boston Calling had any sort of um, ingenuity, they would sell like, I don't know, like a thousand tickets and call, call it like the, the old people tickets where there's a section not that close to the stage. Uh, it's not like a super special section. The only special, the only thing you're paying for is the ability to like walk, th- get through the crowd to this section that is not uh, already sort of uh, penetrated by, uh, you know, disgusting young hippies and uh, disgusting young Bostonians. <laughs> so the old people just have a section and it's, it's nothing but a pile of <laughs> like Coleman camping chairs. Uh, what else? <laughs> like uh, subs. <laughs> In uh, in coolers of of Bud Light and uh, Red Bull and vodkas, that's the Boston Calling old people section. That like I'd get down with that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, like charge me charge me two hundred and fifty bucks for that for one day. You know, and if you can fit a thousand people in this section, that's a fucking score. That's a good haul. <laughs> Just make it easy for me to get in and out of there to see two to three bands. You can't go in before, I don't know, seven o'clock. <laughs> it's a hell of an idea, Dave. Nicely done. So, yeah. So we'll talk more about that uh, probably next week. So that that's, you know. I have a, a, one more. Well, you know what? I'll may as well do it now. So on the on the music theme, uh, I got a text today from my buddy Jay, whose son is in a band, said band, uh, has released a, a single a few weeks back. The name of the band is Figures in a Daydream. It's the name of the band. Um, the name of the song. Hold on. Let me get it to you. Hold on. The the song is called Adeline. And uh, so if you know, check it out. It's on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube, type in figures in a daydream, it should come up. It's a good song. I like it. Jay's a talented uh, musician. His son, even more so. So there you go. Uh, you'll have to check that out. A lot of music shit. Jesus, I want to talk about that dude, Chili Dog Castleberry. Do you fucking see this guy? The fat, the fucking fat hick guitarist who was like, took a bottle of, I'm guessing it looked like Corona. And, you know, he was using it as uh, a fucking slide on his guitar. And he was playing, and then he takes the bottle and, and... tips it up and and slugs the bottle uh bottle of beer while he's jamming it's just a fucking awesome visual so just google chili dog castleberry this motherfucker is going to be famous shortly turn the downside is though he got arrested immediately after that <laughs> apparently the guy 
after the gig, like went out to the parking lot to get the van or the truck or whatever, uh, drove it around to the to the back of the venue or the front of the I can't remember which what part it was, but it, it, at any rate, he drove to some part of the venue uh, and proceeded to fall asleep while the car was running because he was so shit faced. <laughs> Chili Dog Castleberry. He's probably got shit on YouTube. So after you after you check out Figures in a Daydream, check out Chili Dog Castleberry. It is fucking awesome. So the story du jour. Well, that's kind of a shitty way to describe what this fucking thing is, but uh, the story of the week story yeah of the week which is not du jour stupid what is that anyway what would be i don't know what week is in french so i can't help you um is this uh you know this fucking pussy douchebag in cohasset uh killing his wife there are numerous layers with this thing and there's 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 usually multiple layers when it comes to these crazy sociopaths doing shit like this. But in this particular instance, this fucking prick was already uh, in trouble. And uh, it, it's... I don't really know how to explain it other than it's really stupid. Which is my main point here, which is... I can't figure out, and I had this argument slash discussion with with uh, you know, my father-in-law and his wife last week. What has to happen for you to snap and, and kill your spouse? Not just kill your spouse, but what this fucker did, which was more or less chopped this poor girl up and, and dumped her allegedly into, uh, you know, the, the theory goes that he put her in a bunch of bags and then dumped her in a fucking uh, trash bin and swamps get or some shit. I don't know. What's what snaps between a person's ears? What happens? And I think that is vastly different than my previous complaint about people who watch shows about serial killers. This is a legitimate, uh, you know, psychiatric sort of question psychological, psychiatric, I, I, I can't figure the difference, but whatever. Mental. <laughs> Stupid. You moron. Um, the, the difference, like, how does how does a person get to that point? Not only that, but then, then it's someone who allegedly you had feelings for um, actually uh, procreated with, gave birth to children with. How does that fucking happen? And then this this is the thing that always gets me, right? They all think they're going to get away with it. And they never do. What sort of what is it in their brain that makes them think, "Oh, I'm smarter than everyone else who's killed a spouse." No one'll ever know. This motherfucker was wearing an ankle bracelet for Christ's sakes because he was committing all kinds of art fraud. But this dude is a fucking massive puss. Like, give me a fucking break, buddy. The, the whole thing is fucking weird. Like, how he snagged this broad to begin with. 
Like, she's an attractive woman, and this is a frumpy fucking phony art dealer. Just the whole thing was probably built on a on a mountain of lies. And they all sort of, my guess, was starting to come to roost. And instead of just manning up and saying, you know what, you're right, I'm a fraud. That's all a lie. Take the kids, get out of here, kind of a thing. Nope, he decided he's going to buy some tools and trash bags at Home Depot and fucking cut her up. It's just a, a an entirely baffling thing to me. Like, how, how does that happen? I don't know. And it was just a matter of time before he got caught. I mean, people were throwing all of the fucking stupid-ass motherfuckers in Cohasset. Or, you know, in the South Shore. The actual South Shore. Throwing out conspiracy theories. And it, it started there and then would fester amongst uh, the rest of the country who all thought, you know, oh, she was a Russian spy. Very well could have been. Who the fuck knows? But, you know, the actual story is that her husband is a crazy person and killed her. That's it. Not much more to it than that. But, you know, people are fucking dumb. Social media is dumb. It's a cesspool. It's how it goes. I've said it, you know, for, for a while. But, oh, man. You know, you feel fucking awful for the kids. And, and, and you know, did did this guy not... <laughs> It's a stupid question, but like, did he not think about his kids? Obviously, he didn't, because he's a selfish fuck. Is evidenced by the fact that he killed his wife, chopped her up, and you know, threw her away like trash. But these kids are fucked. Like, not only did he kill this woman, he has mentally scarred his children for the entirety of their lives, and the oldest one is six. Like, maybe the youngest one might be able to fucking persevere just because they don't know any better. But that six-year-old's fucked. 100% fucked. The middle kid is fucked anyway because it's the middle kid. And I, I, I think there's three. I'm not 100% sure. But whatever. Oh, just fucking. It, it, and it, it pisses it pisses me off. Because, look, I didn't know these people from a hole in the wall, but my guess is that this woman didn't need to die. Like, the dude should have, could have just fucking left. Just leave. If you don't like it, leave. And it's sort of, the conversation sort of spiraled into some other shit, like um, people who cheat, like spouses who cheat, right? Which... Was it was a rather ironic conversation. Um, I won't be naming names, but like, who has time for that? Who the fuck has time? And who are these people? If you're out, like you know, carousing. With someone else. Oh, this was a, a dinner conversation with, with my buddy John and his wife. She's like, who has time to cheat? Who has time for this? So, like, John used himself as an example. He's like, I, you know, I got a full-time job. I got two kids. 
I have a dog. Where's the time to like leave <laughs> and go have sex with someone? How does that fit into the day-to-day -day schedule? It doesn't. So the people that do have to make all kinds of like radical changes to their day, their lifestyle, their schedule, just to fit in cheating. And it's, a, it's just another thing that never made sense to me. Like, if you don't like it, just leave. Like, you're obviously going to hurt somebody. You may as well get it over with quick, like a Band-Aid. Rip it off, move on. Because you're not doing anybody any favors by fucking fooling around behind a spouse's back. Because, again, you're going to get caught. That's just how it goes. So... What are you doing? Be a man. Be a woman. Be an adult. And just leave. Yeah, another thing I don't get. A lot of that today. I don't get it. But it's true. I don't get it. <laughs> like The amount of work that would have to go into that, right? It's almost as if you, you have a part-time job, but it costs you money and time to have that part-time job. And you might get a decent blowjob out of it. You might. That's a big maybe. Because if that's your concern and you're going through all this effort, you're wasting a lot of time. Like, Just fucking stupid. Just Just pack it up and move on. But nope. No, you got to skulk around like you're smooth. Like, oh, I'm going to buy a second phone. I'm going to open multiple bank accounts. No one will ever know. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking dumb. It's, it's ten times worse if you have kids. And look, I don't give two fucks about kids, but god damn it. Like, don't. If you have them, you should be concerned about them. Stop. Stop, stop fucking with them. Don't be so goddamn selfish. Fuck. All right, good news, folks. I have some uh, voicemail content. Kind of. I have one voicemail, and then I have another that I am... Uh, Fairly certain is from um, our friends at the uh, Carnival Personnel podcast. I'm pretty sure it's Shock. And so, you know what the worst part is? You would think that he would correct me. He listens to the show. Uh, you would think he would correct me if I'm, you know, mixing up the <laughs> the podcast guys. <laughs> um, but he he called. To leave a complaint, right? Which, look, I'm thrilled. 617-657-4736. However, uh, his first call did not go through. It's literally 2 minutes and 59 cents. cents. 2 minutes and 59 cents. <laughs> That'll be 2 minutes and 59 cents, please. 2 minutes and 59 seconds of silence. So something happened. I don't know what, but it didn't go through. Uh, however, I do have 
the 90 seconds of the uh, second half of the call. It's fucking long ass call. Good thing it didn't go through. That's half my fucking show. That's not true. However, I think I get the gist. Kind of like he's complaining about Christmas gifts, which is funny as fuck. And uh, and what he says is funny. So. So what I'm going to do, uh, we're going to play that one first. Then we're going to talk about it. And then we'll play Heather's because Heather's is uh, very timely. At least I think it's timely because I was thinking about this exact thing again today. So let us go. Let us go. Let us go to the collective. Uh, well, not collective. We're going to play the first one first and the second one second. Yeah, stupid. See, an open mic day, they flash you when you have a minute left. Not like flash you like it's an 80s rock concert, but a light shines so you know you have to wrap it up. I didn't see a light flashing, so I kept babbling. I apologize that you either have to cut both of these calls or edit them together. And, again, apologies. But last Christmas, uh, I asked for two things. A college sweatshirt from Animal House with my 15-year-old fit in, and after he had to wear it one day because he couldn't find his, and every male teacher over 40 told him it was the coolest sweatshirt. Yes, he's never going to the eighth grade again without wearing that shirt. And the only other thing I asked for was a Roy Kent, a Roy Kent AFC Richmond jersey that my wife couldn't find last year. But this year, she found it for me. The problem is, when Roy Kent played for AFC Richmond, their sponsor was, uh, what, what was, you know, what was, what was it? Dubai Air. And, um, and this season, it's Banta. Well, he doesn't play on the team when it was Banta. Uh, he only played for AFC Richmond when it was Dubai Air. So I don't want to wear it because it's not um, it's not accurate. Uh, plus, I'm fat, and i got to lose 20 pounds, so it doesn't fit me because it's fat guy in a little coat from Tommy Boy if I do. But anyway, so when I do ask for a gift, it's not perfect, and then I'm the asshole who says, oh, it's great, but – Either my son takes it or I don't wear it because um, I'm an asshole. But most importantly, Dave, with this second phone call, please don't forget. Love the way he ends calls. <laughs> it's terrific. So multiple things to, to pick apart there, okay? Uh, my guess is that he was talking about uh, an open mic um, and he wasn't able, you know, he, he didn't see the flashing light, so he just kept on talking. And then he then he barrels right into... To Christmas gifts. Um, as I um, am one, not funny, and two, uh, not clever. I've never done um, stand-up of any kind. Um, it's always something that I, I thought I would like to try, but then I realized you can't write jokes, David. I like to think that I'm rather witty, um, but not like write jokes witty, so that will never happen. But then when he starts talking about Christmas, it, it's funny because he mentions a shirt that he got that his son took and then wore to school. The number of like weird shirts that I would steal from my father growing up was like fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, however, when he mentions the Roy Ken jersey and how he won't wear it because it's his, uh, because it has the the fictional dating app sponsor Banta, so he won't wear the fictional uh soccer team of the fictional the, the the fictional character with the fictional dating app sponsor because it's not accurate that is fucking ballsy dude if i was your wife you'd be like what the fuck she should have taken the fucking thing back she should have said you know what fuck you <laughs> i'm taking it back you don't like it 
Too bad. And you know what? You know what's funny? Uh, I once got a. My wife bought me a whaler's uh, Hartford whaler sweatshirt, one time, right? And I opened it. I'm like, oh, I didn't really like it. Part of it is because I, when I was riding the train every day, there was this massive dude. This guy was very large, and he wore the exact same whaler sweatshirt every day. So I, I just equated this sweatshirt to this very large man. And I just did not want to see myself as the very large man, even though I am a morbidly obese person. Fucking, oh man, that is some cold shit though. Oh, I, I need, like, was your wife pissed? Like, she had to have been pissed. When you open the box and you look at it and like you see it from the back and it says Kent 6 and you're like, oh, this is great. And then you turn it around and it says Banty, like, oh no. It's supposed to say Dubai Air. <laughs> and if it's Christmas, she was probably like, I mean, I don't I, I don't know her, so I'm making you know rash assumptions here, but she was probably fucking fed up with the day as it is. And then he comes along and said the shirt's not accurate, so I'm not gonna wear it. Fuck you. <laughs> Give me the fucking shirt. I'll I'm taking it back. You don't want to wear it? You don't like it? Fine. I'm taking it back. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I'm the only one who probably finds that funny, so. I love it. That's good stuff. Uh, thank you, as always. And also uh, to my two listeners, even though one of them is on the show, you should listen to the uh, the Carnival uh, Personnel Podcast. Check it out. It's very interesting. It's an interesting podcast. These guys have done all kinds of shit <laughs> that I've never done. Their stories are dynamite, so please check it out. Um, all right, next, our dear friend Heather, who is um, just like a P1 complainer, uh, a numero uno complainer on this program, and it's a title that I'm sure she's very proud of, uh, but this is a gem, so check this out. Hey, Dave, it's Heather again. Back-to-back uh, -back weeks, I have another complaint slash observation. Um, so I was walking my brother's dog, and you know those, like, doggy bags to, like, pick up the shit? Uh, so the bags are so fucking hard to open, right? They come in that little roll thing, and the, the plastic's, like, so pieced together that you can't find which end is opening. And I realize I have the same issue when I go to a grocery store, and, like, you're in the produce department, and you try and open the bag, and you sit there for, like, a couple minutes sometimes trying to open it. And I just think that if they just made one side of the back, like a half a centimeter lower, so you could see where the line is so that you could pull it apart, it would be so helpful. Cause I like, I have nails and I still can't do it. So I don't know how like elderly folks do it if I can't do it. Um, so a very niche complaint, but I feel like a lot of people go through this every day and that's something about the world that we should change. All right. Let me know your thoughts. Quality is always, Heather. Um, thank you. Your presence on the show was welcome and needed and uh, encouraged, actually. She talks about multiple things here, okay? Uh, the doggy bags. If you don't have a dog, which I don't, but I've seen these bags because well, I've used them to uh, clean up um, the... Oh, wait, those aren't doggy bags, though, are they? No. But anyways, I've seen them. And I tell you why, because when I'm walking around the North End, 
they're fucking all over the place. People are like, oh, I picked up the shit, but then I just left the bag there. How helpful, asshole. I'm I'm kind of curious if if Heather stands there in the produce section for a couple of minutes trying to open one of those bags. But it is very similar. Those things are wound tight. There's like 8,000 uh, bags per roll. Uh, and it's very, very similar to the doggy bag. And I would wonder, like, old people with animals. Maybe that's why the dog... Maybe that's why the North End is so full of shit. Because it's the old people with dogs. They just don't bother to bend down and pick it up because they can't open the fucking doggy bag. And it's, I don't think it's a niche complaint at all. I think it's a very valid complaint. It's the kind of thing that... It's, it's not necessary. I understand you want to sort of make it a small uh, uh, package, if you will. Like, those things, they basically are, are attached to the leash, and you, you pull them out. This is what happens when you don't own a dog, so you can't accurately describe the fucking dog shit bags. <laughs> But they are fucking difficult to open. So we have some like compostable small bags that are a little bit bigger than doggy bags that we got from the um, stop and shop, like scratch and dent section that we use uh, to scoop the cat litter box. Yeah, that's right. I'm being an environmentally conscious with my cat shit. I don't know how elderly folks do much of anything. And it's one of these things. It's as I get older, it's a real fear. Like, what the fuck? What is going to happen to me when I get older? Like, I feel like absolute rot gut shit right now. Terrible. I feel awful. So I don't know if I'm sick or if I'm just, if that week in Mexico just completely fucking destroyed me. But I could just, I can see myself. In my 70s, if I'm lucky enough to make it that long. Just trying to buy a couple of apples. And I struggle with the bag to the point where I just let out a fucking deep sigh. And just skip the apples altogether. <laughs> All because they didn't... And, oh, by the way, uh, Heather... The metric system is not allowed here on the show, so please, no centimeters. What what are you doing? Just call it a, a quarter inch yeah, instead of a half a centimeter. What what are we doing? Stop 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 proving that you're smarter than everyone else. <laughs> Using the metric, you know how long it took me to fucking just figure out like kilometers to miles. It was driving me nuts for a month. Fuck fucking hell! Fuck the metric system. Uh-oh, we got a case of the ghouls. Um, all right, that's it. Yep, moving on. As it is Wednesday, it is uh, time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the end. And it's time for three gripes. You know, this is what happens when I sit here and, and record the show and, like, you know, pop open the old uh, cesspool here and see what's cooking. And, uh, you know, just in the last, like, five minutes, the number of dumb fucking things that I've been seeing, like, this George Santos story. 
I had it on my show sheet uh, for tonight, but man, the the fucking story just keeps getting dumber and worse and dumber. And and you know what the worst part about it is? The people that voted for this dude, how are they not like in in an uproar? All right, you voted for him because he has an R next to his name. But what you probably should do at this point is find another guy who has an R next to his name. This guy, what the fuck? And they're not going to do anything about him. He is literally not the person who got elected at all. His name probably isn't even George Santos, for fuck's sake. It just keeps getting dumber. Oh, my God. Ah, fucking hell. And then some dude from the Flyers uh, refused to wear the the, uh, team-issued Pride Night jersey for for warm-ups. He refused. Shocker, he's a Russian, so he hates fucking everything just because he's fucking Russian. So, once again, the Flyers, the... Fucking, uh, God, fucking, I'm so glad the Bruins fucking waxed them the other day, yesterday, or Monday, whatever it was, fuck it. That's literally like three minutes of Twitter, I learned all of these and see all these fucking stupid things. It is an invaluable resource, and if you don't like it, that's on you, I get it, believe me, I understand. I wish I could just cut the cord there, but... It is just a, a, a never-ending fountain of knowledge. Most of it dumb. In fact, all of it dumb. Speaking of dumb, grape number one, solid color pocket tees. If you're a man and you wear a solid color pocket tee in public, have you given up on life? Now, if you're a woman who has worn, who's wearing a solid color pocket tee in public, you could be like an art teacher or something. I don't know. That literally just popped into my head. What would a woman look, you know? Why are you being sexist, David? I can't talk tonight. Holy shit. Uh, Is there a more plain article of clothing than that? Like, no fucking way. A t-shirt without a pocket is an undershirt and is never to be seen. But you add a pocket to that and suddenly the wearer is a pathetic schlub. And it's almost always a dude like toting around a bunch of kids holding toys that they just got and that, that have somehow mysteriously broken in like 10 minutes. Where they have a face full of dried up ice cream from that cone they ate an hour and a half ago. And it doesn't matter which one of those two that is, uh, their shoes are always untied. That is solid color pocket tea, man. That's that that right there is why men choose to procreate, am I right? That's the excitement of parenthood. To get to the point, to devolve to the point. (laughs) (laughs) To devolve to the point 
that you're okay with wearing a solid color pocket t-shirt in public. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Grape number two. People who discuss fairly private things in a public space. People who, like, take the train or a bus and just have to talk about something that's clearly not for public consumption. But they're just so full of themselves, they have no idea that they're surrounded by the public. Like, what on earth are you doing? Is, is this topic... This relatively vital topic, because everybody can fucking hear you, wouldn't this be something you'd, you'd rather discuss uh, privately? Like, in a space where it's quiet, uh, you're, you're with the people who need to be in on the conversation, not everyone else. So we're on a bus the other day. So me and 30 other people on the bus did not need to hear these sisterly squabbles going on with regards to their parents' house. Why? Because they just put them or moved them into a, you know, an assisted living or a uh, nursing home, something. And now the house in situate, you know, of course, fucking snooty South Shore people right next to fucking Cohasset. Uh, the house is in situate, probably worth a fucking ton of dough. Nobody's living there. So what are we going to talk about? Oh, all this shit. Oh, maybe we should go Monday and clean it out. Clean it out. You know, why? Why are you, what are you talking about divided things? The woman's not even dead yet. It's like you're probably in your fucking sixties yet. You don't know how to have a private conversation. Why do you need to have it on a fucking bus? They're like fighting on a bus. Oh, I have a headache now. God damn it bus flashbacks. Grape number three, secondhand smoke. I hate it. Seriously, I fucking hate it. Is that clear enough? I hate it. I can't stand it. I'm tired of it. I hate it. That's the end of the show. Luckily for you all. Not y'all, you all. I thought this was going to be a much better show. Chinese food has fucking killed me. Even though it's the best Chinese food on the fucking planet. <laughs> I'm laughing at nothing. Like, that's when you know it's, uh, it's a little too late. It's past my bedtime. Um, you know, makes for a bad program. So you get old, you can't stay up late anymore. I can't fucking... And the, the the other problem is I'm shoveling shit down my throat, so I it doesn't help. Ugh. Um. Anyways, uh, be a friend, tell a friend about the program, and tell them to call in and complain. I need content. You don't even have to complain. Don't complain if you just want to point out something absurd. The whole point is the idea of uh, of of shouting out the absurdities of life. You know, it's, it's the whole point of the program. 617-657-4736. And then tell your friends to go to uh, all the various social media channels. Uh, you can go to Twitter, at Pod. That's where I spend way too much time. So come by, check it out. 
uh, Instagram where I don't eh, spend some time there, but not enough photo. Word. Not that it matters because nobody follows me at Complaints Pod. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube channel that I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. Uh, I have a post account. I believe it's also at Complaints Pod that I have uh, neglected already. No surprise. And what, what else do I have? Is that it? I think there's a presence on Mastodon. I'm not sure. <laughs> all these things. Oh, we're all leaving Twitter. No, you're not. Stupid. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So listen, yeah, call in 617-657-4736. Call in, complain, do all that fun stuff. Yeah. And until next week, friends, am I around next week? I think so. I should be. Not that it matters. And hopefully next week we'll have guests. So you'll hear voices other than just mine. That's a fucking win, huh? Woo. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, tell your friends, tell your moms. And, uh, you know, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.